0: What has God gifted you for? Stick around and find out next on Truth For Today. What has God gifted you to do? And He has gifted you to do something. Just exactly what that is is the subject of our time today here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. Welcome to the program. We're in Romans chapter 12 today. We're looking at verses four through eight over the course of this week. And we would invite you to stick around and join us as we understand just exactly what God has gifted us to do. We each have our own special callings. Let's find out together, shall we? Here's Pastor Phil.
1: You never will come to discover your spiritual gift until I believe you obey the first three verses. Some people say, I don't know my gift. I said, you don't need to know it. You're not available. You never make your body available to God to do anything, so why would you discover your giftedness? You've got to be available. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. The first thing he wants a saved person to do is, say, here I am, Lord. I've been a vessel of wrath, as it were. I- I've majored in sin. And you know what the middle initial or letter of sin is. I've always lived for I. I've been a self-centered, sinful person. But now I'm available for you. Here I am. I offer myself to you daily. This is not a once for all thing. I constantly, I'm available, Lord. Then he says, stop being conformed any longer to the pattern of this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We discover the will of God and it tastes good. I hear 1 John 5 say, God's commandments are not burdensome. They they become sweet to you when you obey God. Now, he says in verse 3, think right about yourself. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. And I understand that measure of faith. Measure yourself by the object of your faith, which is Jesus Christ. Measure your attitude by the one you've put faith in, Christ. Are you thinking like Christ? Are you willing to be poured out and to stoop to be a servant? Then he starts telling us something beautiful. The body of Christ, he doesn't call it the church here. He uses the term the body which is another word for the body of Christ, God's church, just as each of us has one body with many members. And these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. I want us to go to a fuller revelation of gifts in 1 Corinthians 12 and let's read some more of the Bible to get a little bit more information on gifts. Of course, 1 Corinthians 12 through 14 really is dealing with gifts. And uh, we think of chapter 13 as the great love chapter. But it's really saying unless gifts are used in love, they profit nothing. Love is the thing that must govern how we do any service. No matter how we live, love has got to be that governing influence. But listen to what he says. Now about spiritual gift, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagan, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Who can say here, Jesus is Lord? Can I hear it? If you really said that, and you meant it, you've got the Holy Spirit. Is that interesting? It takes the Holy Spirit for you to recognize Jesus. to call him Lord. Didn't say he had talking tongues. Said you gotta recognize who Christ is first. It starts with Christ because the Spirit will never promote himself. A Spirit-filled church isn't always talking about the Spirit. They're always talking about Jesus because the Spirit promotes God the Son. So if I didn't ever hear you talk about Jesus, I know you're not spirit-filled. If all you talk about is this, that, that, you talk about all kinds of subjects in the Bible, I'm waiting for you to get to Jesus. He is the head of this outfit. Jesus. You heard of him? Jesus is Lord. He's the master. That's what he said. The idolaters don't call him master. There are different kinds of gifts but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. We may come back to First Corinthians. I may be here a couple of weeks, we'll see. See if you figure out what gifting is. For years, I never heard anyone talk about gifts but Pentecostals, charismatics. It seemed like the conservative church was mute for years. You never heard them talk about it. But God talked about it, and he assumes that all of his people have been gifted by God. Now let's get a, maybe a working definition of spiritual gifts. The word spiritual, the emphasis is, it comes from the Holy Spirit. The word gift, it's the word charismata. uh, And we get charismatic, charisma. Uh, It comes from the word for grace. And so God has bestowed grace upon his people who have made their bodies available to him. You may have it at salvation, but you won't begin to recognize or use it Until you say, here's my body, Lord. Show me your will for my life. And he'll begin to, uh, as it were, let you unwrap something he gave you at salvation. And that is, he installed a gift in you that when it's developed and when it's directed, it will render wonderful service to the body of Christ. Now, you must remember this. Uh, The gifting is only in one area of your life. Uh, I, this isn't real, real good to use myself, but I gave an offering this morning. I don't claim the gift of giving. Why did I give? Why don't I just let all the gifted givers give? Well, we'd only have three gifts. I'm commanded to give. There's something, I'm commanded to do a lot of things, and I don't sit around and wait do I have the gift? Just obey. I'm commanded to meet with the saints. I'm commanded to pray. I'm commanded to be merciful. It doesn't mean I have the gift, but the gift seems to be a uh, design that it gives you certain desires and certain fulfillment in a special way that is a divine gifting from God. And so every believer has different areas that God may have gifted you in, and you'll find yourself gravitating towards that area of service just instinctively because God has designed you that way. It's a beautiful thing. So we would give a definition, uh, the God-given ability to render service in the body of Christ. God-given, Holy Spirit, ability. It has to be developed, it has to be developed some got a gift that they've never developed and so they're really infantile in the use of it. Uh, they've been dysfunctional for too long and they, they're dealing with paralysis. They've got a gift but they've never used it and so they're just, uh, they're, they're frozen in the joints because you've got to start using it. When did you start using your spiritual gift? You need to ask that, well, how have I been using it? I started using mine at 15. I preached my first sermon on 15th and cutting when I was 15. So somebody said, boy, preaching's easy. Well, I've been swinging the bat for 50 years. It's not easy. You you weren't there to hear all the terrible ones. You wouldn't have come because I was terrible. If you think I'm bad now, you should have heard me then. (laughs) Because God had to give the courage to get up and swing the bat again. When you did so bad, and the thing I couldn't shake was the desire. I've resigned a thousand times. And God, if I've made a mistake, please let me know quick enough to spare the saints. Take away the desire if it's not of you. I don't want to call myself to preach. And Harry Ironside said, if God's given you the gift to preach, he'll give somebody the gift to listen. I mean, it's just, I've got the gift and everybody just falls asleep when you open the Bible. You don't have a gift. You've got ether. And I know some guys, they can't read the text without boring me. Because they're not gifted. It, it takes a divine work of God to turn a mouth into something that can edify and turn a body into something that can edify. So we define it as a divine ability If you want to put given by grace to render service to the body of Christ. Is that simple enough? I mean, I think that that's functional for us. Um, And and it's designed that every believer in the body doesn't have the same gift. We're many members and we have distinct functions. Right there, verse 4. And so in Christ we are many form one body and each member belongs to the others. Uh, I I didn't print notes for you. Uh, Let me just say some basic things uh, about gifts. Uh, God gave you a gift to serve at a certain point in the body. The question is, when did you get it? I understand you get it at salvation. And and that's different from when I began because I was taught you could seek gifts and you could get God to give you a gift. And I was told to seek certain gifts. Uh, but did you know that your gift was designed by God and given to you? He designed the special kind of service he wanted to render through you in the body. And we got to turn to 1 Corinthians to show that. I just, this is too good not to point out. Look at First Corinthians 12. You might just keep your hand on 12 all the time you're listening to this. Uh, Notice verse 7. Now to each one, that is to each believer, the manifestation of the Spirit is given. Each believer. For what? The common good is given for the body. And God designed it. Each one of you. Have you ever talked to a believer that says, I don't have a gift. I've talked to believers before, and they said, I must be the armpit. So they had many believers, I think I'm the armpit. I said, no, that's nonsense. Every believer has been designed by God to render a certain kind of service that God's grace does through you uniquely, and you seem to be able to do it year in and year out, and feel this energizing and this desire it never goes away. Look at verse 11. All these, all these gifts are the work of one and the same Spirit. Watch this now. And he gives them to each one just as who determines? The Holy Spirit determines. God determined what gift he wanted you to have in the body. He didn't say you had to seek or tarry for it. He gives it. Do you see that? Do you see it? Okay, is, is it in your Bible? Determine. He determined it. Look at verse 18. Um, but in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, and the church read, just as he wanted them to be. What if God gets one of his children and says, I don't like the gift he gave me. You better get used to it. Now, now, did you know the Trinity was involved in giving your gift? There's three things involved with the spiritual gift. Verses 4 through 6. Look at that. The Holy Spirit, look, 1 Corinthians 12, in verse 4, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit, which seems to be the Spirit is the distributor of these gifts in the body. Every time someone gets saved, he... He installs that gift, it may take him a few years to recognize it, develop it. They may never even heard of spiritual gifts, but he puts it in there anyway. So, the Spirit distributes these gifts. Now notice what God the Son does in verse five. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord, and Lord is Jesus, right? This is a Trinitarian verse. Different kinds of servers. Now, what? Let's watch this. Did you know some of the finest Sunday school teachers we have in this church are in their 80s? And we keep wondering what happened to all the 30-year-olds. I think of um, Ruth Fox. Uh, I think of Marion Johns. Marion is nearly 90, still works with Awanas every Wednesday night. Some of you would have a nervous breakdown just to go into the building. She's nearly 90 years old. She'll be in the second service right down there. Been gray-headed ever since I've known her. You're, Marion, when are you going to hang it up? Oh, I love it. Ruth, uh, what are you doing teaching children? You're an art teacher. She was a school teacher that taught art. Oh, I loved to evangelize children. See, Jesus appoints the realm of service. I think that winds up being where you work maybe the most. He may assign you children. I don't know that the gifts are age-focused, uh, but some people work with children all the life. My wife, uh, uh, I met her when she was 16. She was helping her aunt teach Sunday school to kids, and now she just had a birthday, and I'm not going to tell you how old she is, but let me tell you right now, she still works with children. Why don't you get out of there? She says, God saved me at eight. I believe it can save children. Some of you say, no, I'm only called to adults. That might be the reason you're not being used. You got to be willing to use that gift anywhere God sends you. And Jesus, it says here, he determines where you do the service. He determined that I spend the last 38 years right here preaching at this church. I preached other places before I ever landed at Valley. Preached any place God opened a door. I mean, anybody opened a door to me for 10 years before I landed here, I preached anywhere. Storefront buildings, south side, north side, wherever God opened the doors, I preached. Because Christ was in charge of where I used that gift, the realm of service. Now, this is what I love in verse 6. Notice what the Father promises to do. Watch this. Are you there? There are different kinds of working. And let me give you the Greek word, energma. You hear that? Energma. That's enough of a word that you can get a, there are various kinds of energy. Energy, interesting word. But the same God energizes all of them in all men, that is, in all these believers. Now let me tell you, I don't like to take into Greek classes, but this word for energy uh, was used two ways. Uh, It could be inherent energy. But the way this is constructed, they put a little M-A on the end of the word. And so you say it, uh, instead of energo, you say energema, ma. That little ma ending in Greek means it's the results of energy. It's like, we know he's strong. How did you know? Well, he just pressed 400 pounds. Yeah, he's strong. It's energy that's observed. Its emphasis is on the action accomplished by the energy. And so he says, The Spirit will distribute the gifts to all the children of God. God the Son will orchestrate where he wants all of us to minister in the body what kinds of service, where we serve, all of those aspects. We serve at his bidding. But God the Father, this is what it says. This is interesting. God the Father says, and I will guarantee there will be effects from the service you render when you use the gift I gave you. There will be evident fruit. There will be evident results I promise inherent in this giftiness, I will render a divine effect on those that you minister. Is that not exciting? To take people who were vessels of wrath, we were in that category, people who lived in sin and for ourselves, and God is now telling us, I not only justified you and not only saved you, But I've not called you to waste the rest of your life like you did in sin. I've designed you for divine service that will be fruitful, will be divinely empowered, and it will be to the glory of God. And it will build up the body of Christ. What an exciting future as a child of God. Exciting future. I think of Howie Hendricks. Uh, Howie Hendricks uh, grew up in Philadelphia. And uh, He says he was led to Christ by a guy by the name of Walt. And Walt used to work their block and invite kids to Sunday school. Walt was a Sunday, a boys, third grade boys Sunday school teacher. And he was old-fashioned. He went out looking for his own students. That's how Moody, the first time Moody ever did teach the Bible. Moody uh, paid teachers to teach in Hell's Kitchen, Chicago. He was making money as a Sioux salesman, as a businessman. He hired the teachers. One Sunday, the teachers didn't show up, and Moody was forced to teach the class. That's the first time he ever discovered that God could do something through him in the way of teaching. He always thought he would be just a financial man. And he spent the rest of his life preaching. Walt came down. Hendricks said they were all playing marbles. He said, I'll never forget it. We were all on our knees shooting marbles. Didn't you boys ever grow up with marbles? I'm not about losing your marbles. I mean shooting. Yeah. Man, we did too. Uh, My brother David was terrific at it. And anybody ever spent a top? Did you ever play where you spent the top? Oh, man. I know you grew up with an iPhone. Get out of here. Uh, and, uh, he said he, Walt came along and he said, Hey, boys, do you care if I, uh, get in the game? What? We're third grade boys. We got a grown man wants to play marbles. He said, Walt won all the marbles. <laughs> he said, I lost mine. But guess what? It, within weeks, Walt was filling his Sunday school class with marble playing boys from the streets of Philadelphia and he led Howie Hendricks to Christ. Who knows where God is going to appoint you, but God has a design for the life of his children.
0: Well, after spending the last few weeks here in the book of Romans chapters 1 through 11, it's nice to get to chapter 12 and realize how we apply all of this theology the Apostle Paul is laying out for us, right? This is Truth For Today. You're listening to Pastor Phil Howard as we work our way through Chapter 12 of Romans. Our series is called Living Sacrifice, Serving One Another. Now, speaking of serving one another, this radio broadcast really is a service provided by Truth For Today, but it's made available through your involvement directly. You see, this is a listener-supported ministry, and as you partner with us financially and prayerfully... Basically, what you're doing is you're serving one another. Not only do you serve us that we can continue the ministry here on KFAX, but it allows us to serve others with the gospel of Jesus Christ here on KFAX. So really, it is a marvelous way that we can serve one another as we link arms together to continue the ministry of Truth For Today. And as you do so, you'll receive a quarterly newsletter, a a once-a-year special gift, and access to take a break. It's the weekly video devotional featuring our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. And again, that's for being a TFT sustainer. No gift is too small and no gift is too large. Consider that as you contact us. Again, you can reach us at valleybible.org and give securely online or call 855 833 9864. That's 855-833-9864. A lot of other information, by the way, is found on our website, valleybible.org. Who we are, what we believe, and ministry opportunities, and a chance to worship with us at Valley Bible Church, our service times, directions, and location. It's all there at valleybible.org, and we'd love to see you in person. If you do plan on visiting, let one of the ushers know you were invited by the radio broadcast. That would mean a great deal to us. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth for Today with Pastor Phil Howard.